Well, if you have a Bible with you this morning, maybe one you can turn on or open. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 is where we're going to start. We're going to be in several passages this morning as we end up our series on healthy habits. But 1 Timothy chapter 4 is where I'm going to start you. And I'm also going to give you this disclaimer. Uh, I'm about to preach a message on a topic that I have practiced over the years, but I have never preached on. So preaching on this topic is the first time I have ever preached this in 17 years of ministry. Well, let me back that up. The second time I've preached this, because I did preach at 9 o'clock, all right? So this is the second time I have preached this topic in 17 years. And God got a hold of me uh, specifically on this topic as I was putting together this Healthy Habits series uh, several months ago. I was at a conference and, and heard a message on fasting and, and talked with the speaker at length about it and realized that it was something I'd practice off and on as a believer in Christ, but one I'd never faithfully taught on. And so as we laid out this series, I said, fasting has to be it. And so I need you to turn to your neighbor this morning and just whisper gently, I'm really proud of you. You're really proud of them for two reasons. Number one, they showed up on Time Change Sunday. And they showed up for a sermon on fasting. So there you go. Way to go, guys. So when you think about fasting, you may go, you know what? I fasted before. Doctor told me I had to fast before, you know, I, I got blood work done. I fasted to lose weight. I fasted with the diet. You know, I, I fasted. That's not the type of fasting we're talking about. The type of fasting we're talking about this morning is what we do as believers in Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a spiritual practice. And what we've been saying through this series are there are habits that we can form and we can live out in our faith not to earn our salvation from God. We've been very clear on that, that salvation comes only from Christ. It's by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone that you're saved. But as believers, God has laid out good works before us that we should walk in them. That's what Paul says in Ephesians 2.10, that you don't have to go searching for things to do for the Lord. God says, hey, I'm laying it out, and you walk in them. You live in them. And so we've gone over through this series uh, Bible reading and prayer, sharing your faith, stewardship, taking everything you have to build the kingdom of God for his glory, and now this morning fasting. So if you go to our website, heightschurch.org, we've got a tab up there called Healthy Habits. You can find books we're recommending for you, podcasts on this, uh, past sermons where you can catch up on this. Because as we look at our bodies, as we look at our Christian life, pick up in 1 Timothy chapter 4 with me. I want you to see what Paul says in verse 7. And following, he says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths, but rather train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And so notice what Paul's saying. He's saying taking care of your body that's an okay thing. That, that's a good thing. It has value because our bodies, we are created in the image of God. Our bodies house our eternal souls. And so your eternal soul, it will be with God one day forever, or it'll be in the lake of fire forever. You will end up somewhere for all of eternity, but right now your body is a tent for that eternal soul. 
It, it holds that soul in. And so we ought to take care of our bodies. And that's what Paul's saying. That has some value to it, to eat right, to lower your blood pressure, lower your cholesterol, exercise. Some of you are looking at me like you look at your doctor when they go over the same thing. You're like, uh-huh, yeah, I got it. All right, thanks, buddy. I'll be out the door in a second. All right? Here's my copay. Right? You know, like. But what's Paul saying? He's saying there's something of greater value, and that's your spiritual life. He's saying there's godliness of every, uh, of, is of value in every way. And so as believers in Christ, that's what we've been trying to push you toward in this series, to say, do these things not to earn salvation from God, but because of faith in Christ, this is how we live. This is how to be a healthy believer in Jesus Christ. So what's fasting? If, if the type of fasting I'm talking about is not, hey, I got to fast so I can get my blood drawn or I'm losing weight, what's fasting? Here's a definition I want to give you, and you can write this down. Fasting is letting go of a physical need for a spiritual plea. So fasting, I'm going to let go of something physical for a time. All right, so I'm going to let go of a physical need for a spiritual plea. So you may say, okay, I'm going to fast today, and I'm not going to eat or drink anything today. All right, I'm going to let go of that physical need of eating, and I'm going to replace that time I would eat for a spiritual reason. A spiritual plea, that's the time I'm going to seek the Lord, and I'm going to dedicate time to pray. So just think of it simply this way. If, it, if you're going to fast for a meal one day, say, all right, it takes maybe you know, 45 minutes to cook dinner, eat dinner, and clean up. So instead of that 45 minutes of dinner, I'm going to spend 45 minutes intentionally seeking the Lord in a fast, intentionally seeking the Lord to pray. I love what Andrew Murray, a, a, a pastor long ago, said. He said, fasting confirms the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything, even ourselves, to obtain what we seek for the kingdom of God. So what you're going to see all throughout the Bible in the Old Testament and the New Testament is fasting. Let me read just several passages. Daniel fasted for the people of Israel to turn back to the Lord. Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. Then I turned my face to the Lord, seeking him by prayer and plea for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. The prophet Joel, he fasted and called the people to repent of their sin. Joel chapter 1, verse 14. He says, consecrate a fast. He's calling them to the fast. Call a solemn assembly, a, a prayer meeting. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. If you think about Jesus, Jesus fasted before he went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He prepared himself. Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 2, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry you love how Matt just slips that in? Like, thanks for that detail, Matt. Got it. I was wondering if this guy was in his humanity was going to be hungry, but he was hungry. Church of Antioch, before sending out Paul and Barnabas to preach, they prayed and fasted. Acts 13, verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, 
the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Paul for the work to which I called them to. So what you're going to see in the Bible is this. You are not commanded to fast. But the Bible assumes as believers in Jesus Christ that we fast. It's not commanded you do this. But it assumed you do this. That it's assumed in the Bible this is a regular practice as believers in Jesus Christ that we do. That we ought to fast. So again, fasting is letting go of a physical need for spiritual peace, setting aside time that you're doing something physical to spend time with the Lord. Now, why do this? Why fast? Because for many of you, you, you probably say, hey, I've, I've never done this. You know, I've, I've never fasted beyond for medical reasons or to lose weight. So let me, let me just stay, say this right here real clearly. We've tried to say all throughout the series this, that no matter where you are, just start where you are, all right? And push through the stop because it's the, it's the start that often stops us. So for many of you, you may say, I have never fasted this way. Okay, fine. Then just start. Now you know where you are. Let's just start. Bible reading, same thing. I don't read it regularly. Okay, take your next step and start building that habit. Again, we're building good, healthy habits. So why fast? Number one, Fasting is not to earn your salvation. I want to say that again. You do not fast to say, I'm going to earn the forgiveness of my sin. That's the work that Jesus Christ does on your behalf that you receive in your life. But second, do this. Fast to repent of your sin and renew your relationship with God. Okay, so when you fast, you're going to let go of that physical need for a time for a spiritual reason. So I'm going to fast in order for God to show me something in my life that I'm not seeing, that I can turn from and renew my relationship with him. If you've got a Bible still open, let's go to the book of Joel. All right, Joel in chapter two, Joel is in the Old Testament. It's a little book, so it may be a little tricky to find. Uh, You can open to maybe Psalms and head to the right. All right, so you'll clear Isaiah, you'll clear Jeremiah, um, you'll see Ezekiel, keep on flipping. All right, once you start seeing Hosea, slow down because Joel is right after Hosea. In the book of Joel, in chapter 2, in verse 12, Joel is calling them to fast and to return to the Lord. And so you can fast to say, I need to repent of my sin and renew my relationship with God. Verse 12 says, yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. You'll notice Joel chapter 2, verse 12. Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Did you know? Notice what he said, return to me with fasting. You can fast to say, God, show me something in my life that I'm not seeing, that I need to turn from and renew my relationship with you. It happened in Sunday school. In the adult Sunday school class one day, they were taking prayer requests as they always have, and one of the guys raised his hand. He didn't talk often, but this Sunday he had a prayer request. He raised his hand. The teacher said, yeah, what's your prayer request? He said, I want you to pray that God would, would clear the cobwebs out of my life. God would 
clear those cobwebs and spider webs out of my life. The teacher said, okay, we'll, we'll pray. We're going to pray for our friend that God clears those spider webs out of his life. Week two, he came back. Time for prayer requests. Still didn't say much during the lesson, but he raised his hand at the end. I want to pray that God would clear the spider webs out of my life. Class prayed. Week three, same thing. I want to pray and ask that God would clear the spider webs out of my life. Week four happened. Prayer request time again. Hadn't said much in the class as usual. Prayer request time comes. I want to pray that God would clear the spider webs out of my life. This time, another man in the class raised his hand. He said, I want to pray that God would kill that spider in that man's life. <laughs> Sin is the spider in your life. What unconfessed sin does is it spins a web where you don't see God clearly anymore. Unconfessed sin blocks your prayers with God. The Bible says it literally hinders them. Unconfessed sin hurts and damages that fellowship with God. It, it builds a spider web where we don't clear, see clearly. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that our eyes are veiled where we don't see God clearly. What fasting does is when you fast, you can say, I'm going to fast right now to let go of a physical need for a spiritual plea. God, show me what's in my heart that I don't see. God, show me if there's unconfessed sin that I don't know about. And Lord, help me to turn from that sin and turn back to you. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When we fast, we're leaning into the Lord and saying, God, help me to be pure in heart. So fast, to ask God to show you a sin that you may not see, to renew a relationship with him. Third reason you can fast is for major decisions you're making. I mean, there's decisions that you need to make. You can fast for that. Again, letting go of a physical need and replacing that time seeking the Lord and coming to the Lord and saying, I'm dedicating this time to you. And, and maybe you're praying about a, a big decision as a family. I read it earlier, but in Acts chapter 13 and verse 2, it's the church of Antioch. They've got Paul and Barnabas on staff. They're the two lead pastors. And that church said, you know what, we want the gospel to keep going out and, and let's pray about sending Paul and Barnabas out. Can you imagine that? I mean, they, at first the men said, wait a minute, we got to, let's keep Paul and Barnabas to ourselves. But no, they fasted, they prayed, and God, let's pray and ask, is the Holy Spirit pushing and sending Paul and Barnabas out? Because we want to see the gospel grow. We want to see it go out everywhere. So they fasted over that decision. Finally, let me give you another reason to fast. Fast to focus on the Lord. Fast to focus on the Lord. If you've got a Bible, again, let's go to Isaiah chapter 58. We can fast. Now, Isaiah is over to the left if you're new in your Bible. So now just start flipping back to the left. You'll see Isaiah chapter 58. Fast to focus on the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 58, what's happening is real interesting because the people are fasting. They are praying. But God says, I'm not listening to your prayers and I'm not listening to your fast. And the reason is because of verse 4. He says, Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. So they had impure motives in their fast. 
When you fast, you're letting go of a physical need for a spiritual plea. All right, I'm going to seek the Lord in this time. I want him to reveal, you know, issues within my life, unconfessed sin that I need to turn from and renew that relationship with. I want to focus on him. I want to get back on track with him, back on mission with him. Because they were fasting, but verses 1 through 5 said they're off track. The mission was wrong. They, They weren't doing what God wanted them to do. And pick up in verses 6 through 9. It says, is, and this is the Lord talking, is, this, is not this fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to the, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke? Look at verse 7. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, cover him not to hide yourself from your own flesh, verse 8, then your light shall break forth like the dawn. Your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call the Lord and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he'll say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, fasting that Lord said, do this, this way, in the right motives, and that gets me back on the right track. In verses 6 through 9, that's the track he wanted to be on, serving people, loving people, bringing them to the Lord, not verse 4, fighting and quarreling. And so when you fast, you fast in a way to where you say, God, get me back on track with you. Renew that relationship. Put me back on mission. If I've turned the wrong way, course correct me the right way. Back in November of last year, the Southern Baptist Convention of Texas, our state convention we partner with, uh, we're having their annual meeting in Austin. And I I got a call from one of my friends, uh, Tony, who's on the staff with the state convention. And and he said, hey, are you going to the convention in August and, you know, in in Austin this weekend? And I I said, I sure am. And uh, he said, I need you to do me a favor. I said, sure. So I need you to pick up the main speaker from the airport. Uh, it's going to be Ronnie Floyd, who is president of the executive committee over the whole Southern Baptist Convention. I need you to pick him up and drive him around for the weekend. So you're going to be in charge of, of hosting Ronnie Floyd. You pick him up at the airport, take him to his hotel, you know, take him to where uh, he, he's speaking, you know, run him around town wherever he needs to go. Can you do that? I paused for a moment. And I said, are you sure? you want me to do this? He said, yeah, yeah. You know, pick him up, drive him around. You can do that. I said, look, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm, I'm, I get lost in Alvin. Like, I have the worst sense of direction of any human being. Like, literally right now, I don't know if I'm facing north, south, east, or west. I just know I'm looking straight ahead, right? I mean, no clue. And I thought, I've never been to Austin. And like, you want to put me in charge of this guy? And so he, he paused for a moment, and he thought about it. And then he came back, he said, just one question. I said, yeah. He said, is Sandra going to be with you? I said, yeah. He said, you'll be okay. All right? <laughs> because when my wife and I are in the car, she course corrects me. I often take wrong turns. She puts me back on track. So while we were in Austin with Ronnie Floyd and this, you know, important guy, she helped me get to where I needed to go every time I took a wrong turn. 
My point is this, fasting does that for us. When you fast, you're seeking the Lord in those moments to say, Lord, if I've taken a wrong turn, turn me back. Lord, if I'm off mission with you, help me to get back on mission with you. Lord, help me to get a focus back that I need to get back. Because fasting is letting go of a physical need for a spiritual plea. I'm going to stop doing this activity physically and replace that time with seeking the Lord. So let's talk about how to do it. How to fast. And I'm just going to give you some real practical ways here. Uh, these are ways that I believe um, that I fast and I do practice this and just want to encourage you with them. If you, again, you say, hey, I've never, ever done this. I'm going to encourage you to do it and just start where you are. So here's uh, several ways that you can fast uh, that I believe will help you out. Number one, determine the purpose of your fast. Okay, ask the Lord. If you feel this is a burden, why are you fasting? What is the purpose? All right, you may fast for a season uh, praying for revival. All right, praying for revival in your own life, praying for revival in our church, praying for revival in our nation. You may fast uh, to ask God to expose the sin in your life. Fast for purity. Lord, I want to be more pure and follow you. Fast uh, to say, you know, I, I want to see somebody make a decision for Christ. So I'm going to pray, fast and pray that they come to know Jesus as the Lord and Savior of their life. We've talked about it. Maybe there's a big decision you need to make. So you fast. So determine the purpose of your fast. Second, determine the length of your fast. All right, again, ask the Lord on this. Just ask him, God, what, how long do you want me to fast for this reason? Uh, the Lord may say, you know, 40 days, 20 days, 10 days, a day, a week, a meal, once every month, uh, whatever between you and the Lord on that. But, but figure out the reason, the call of the fast. Ask the Lord for the length of the fast. You're going to see all kinds of different fasts throughout the Bible of different times. Third, determine the type of fast. All right, so determine the type. What you're going to find in the Bible is fast from food and drink. Okay, so for obvious reasons, you know, no phones, social media, or TV at that time. They had to be in better shape without social media. Amen? <laughs> so, but determine the type of fast. Maybe it is a fast where you say, okay, I'm going to miss dinner or lunch, or I'm going to fast all day from food or drink, or I'm going to fast, you know, a week without food, but drink. Well, let me encourage you this. No matter your health level, if you're going to go on an extended fast beyond 24 days, please contact your doctor. Get their help on that. But there are all kinds of different fasts you can do from food or drink from different periods of time. All right, some of you cannot fast from food or drink. Medically, that's not a good idea for you, and that's okay, because remember our definition of fasting. I'm laying down a physical need for a spiritual plea. So if you go, hey, I can't fast from food or drink, really, I can't skip a meal, all right, think about that then. Maybe it's a TV show, you know, uh, once a month or once every Monday for the month, God's called me to fast, and, and I'm going to turn the TV off for an hour. And so instead of watching that TV program for an hour, that's when I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast from TV. And during that hour, I'm going to seek the Lord. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to fast. Maybe it's your phone. Maybe it is social media. You know, a, a gaming system. Your PS5 or your Xbox. Whatever it is. Determine that type of fast that you want to go on. And then finally, when you fast. 
All right, so you, you've got the reason, you've got the length, you've got how you're going to do it. Um, here's how you can fast, and it's, it's real simple. Pray, all right, and so I'm, I'm praying during that time period that I would be cooking and eating and cleaning or watching the show. I'm going to spend time in prayer. I'm going to spend time asking God to show me in my heart what's there that doesn't need to be. Or if I'm praying and fasting for revival, I'm praying for revival. I'm reading scripture, all right? So again, say you want to fast for just, Lord, I want to move closer to you in personal holiness, all right? So find scriptures that are going to match up with that. Read through the Beatitudes. Read through the Sermon on the Mount. Go to Galatians chapter 6. Go to Psalm 119. And you're ingesting large portions of Scripture as you're fasting. Right? Because remember, we're laying aside the physical need for the spiritual plea. So I'm going to spend time praying while I'm fasting. Reading the Bible over and over in different passages. You're praying for revival. All right, find passages that talk about revival, and you're consuming Scripture because you're asking God to do something in your heart. And then finally, just journal. Write it down. Write a prayer out to God while you're fasting in that time. Write out what God's showing you. Write out your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. Journal. Maybe you keep that on the computer. Maybe you handwrite it out, however you want to do that. But find that time to pray Read scripture, journal. God, here's what you're showing me. Because what's going to happen is when you return back later and you look at that fast, you'll be able to see what God was doing with you in that time. And you'll see how you've been able to progress and what the Lord has done. So this morning, I want to return you back to the words that Madeline sang earlier. When we think about fasting, we think about our, our healthy habits, listen to these words again. Before I bring my need, I'll bring my heart. Before I lift my cares, I'll lift my arms. I want to know you. I want to find you in every season, in every moment. Before I bring my need, I'll bring my heart and I'll seek you first. I want to seek you first. I want to keep you first. More than anything, I want you first. Is your heart in line with that this morning? God, I want you first. I want to thank you for watching today's message. Right now, I want to encourage you to do something. You know, when we hear the Word of God, the Bible calls us to make a decision. And really, that comes from Jesus. All throughout the New Testament, Jesus is saying, come and follow me. If you think about all the decisions that you've had to make in your life, some were small decisions, some were big decisions, some were not really important, and some were very important. But the decision of what you're going to do with Jesus Christ in your life is the most important decision that you're ever going to make. See, really, there's only two options. You can walk with Jesus, or you could walk away from Jesus. And I want to encourage you right now to walk with Jesus. And the way that you have a relationship with Jesus is you place your faith in Him. You place your trust in Him. And what you're doing by placing your faith and trust in Jesus is you're saying, Jesus, I, I know I have sin. I know I have sin in my life that separates me from God. And I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to trust that you can bring me to God. See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and verse 21 that Jesus knew no sin, but He was made to be sin for us 
so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. And what that means is this, that when Jesus died on the cross, God put all our sin on Him. And that when you trust by faith in Jesus, He gets your sin and you get His righteousness. It's called the great exchange. You give Him your sin and He gives you His righteousness. That means you're forgiven. You're forgiven of all the sins that you've ever done and that you're forgiven of all the sins you ever will do. And the Bible says that when you place your faith and trust in Jesus, that God forgives you of your sin and He forgives you of, of the power of sin in your life right now, that when you die, that God will take you to heaven to be with Him for all of eternity. And so if you're ready to do that, I want to encourage you to do that right now where you are. And you simply can pray along with me. Just bow your head and close your eyes. And you can say, Dear God, I know I have sinned. And today I'm ready to trust Jesus as my Savior. Thank you, God, for saving me. Now, friend, if you've prayed that with us today, I want to encourage you to let us know. You can go to heightschurch.org connect or simply open the camera app uh, on your phone and put it right over this QR code, and that's going to take you to that website. There you can let us know that you prayed to receive Jesus as your Savior. What we'd love to do is celebrate that with you, pray for you, come alongside of you and help you take your next steps of faith. And so I want to thank you for watching today's message. I want to encourage you, if you're able to make it out, we'd love to see you in person here at Heights on Sunday mornings at 9 or 10.30 a.m. Or you can catch us online at 9 and 10.30 a.m. live on Sunday mornings on our Heights Facebook page, our Heights YouTube page. So again, until next time, God bless and have a great week.